0: what is going on team welcome to another episode of the thrive forever fit show i am your host sweaty host jay nixon and the first question you're asking yourself if you're watching on my YouTube channel. And if you're not watching on my YouTube channel, that's totally cool because I like audio as well. But go ahead and hit over there and subscribe. Thrive Forever Fit on YouTube. I do these things live. Not only do I do my podcast on my YouTube channel, we also do a thing called the Daily Thrive where I do workouts, I answer questions, I make things in the kitchen, I do all kinds of fun stuff. So get yourself over there, subscribe to that channel. But the question you're asking if you're watching on the YouTube channel is, Jay, why are you so wet? And that's a great question. If you're not watching, I'm going to walk you through what just happened. So I am lucky enough, guys, where I have a Peloton bike in my office, literally five feet away from my desk. And for me, it's like having a therapist on call. So a lot of people, when they get stuck or stagnant at their desk, they'll scroll Facebook, they'll call somebody, they'll do something that is is non-productive. For me, what I've learned is that if I do something uh, physical, it really changes my brain chemistry quickly and brings me back to a place of massive production. So that's tip number one for you, right? Inspire, disrupt, transform, do all the things. Like that. I mean, I'm trying to disrupt the way you do things. And the disruption right there would be if you're doing something non-productive and you're not feeling productive, why exacerbate that by doing another thing that is nonproductive, like scrolling through Facebook. So what I do is I get up. Sometimes I get on the bike for 10 minutes. That's enough. Sometimes it's 15. Sometimes like this morning, I had all these things going on in my brain and I'm like, all right, I'm going to get on Then I'm going to pound out a 45 minute ride. And so that's what I did. That's why my sweatshirt is wet. I'm going to talk about the sweatshirt thing in a minute because it is 107 degrees today. I'm going to tell you a little story about Mr. T. Today's episode is just going to be action-packed. So I'm lucky enough to have the Peloton in my office. I get up, I go over there, I do a little therapy session. It gets me back into focus, back in the zone. This is why working out is so important. This is why starting your day with some physical activity is so important. So for me, I don't even really consider that a workout because I'm like a clang and bang guy. Like I want to swing kettlebells and pick things up and put things down. But I do love cardio. For me, cardio is more of like a therapy session. I think I just did like 15 miles or something like that, 16 miles, 700 calories, some nonsense. But for me, that's a therapy session more than a cardiovascular session. For you, that might be all the workout you need to get in the day. So if you're somebody who doesn't work out very much and you got a Peli in the office, maybe hit like a 15-minute ride instead of a 45-minute I'll probably do that again later this afternoon before I get ready to work on a new project. Maybe not 45, but I'll probably do 30, 15. Who knows how it's going to go down. So that's why i'm wet that's why i'm sweaty that's why my sweatshirt is soaking wet there was not a water balloon fight nothing crazy um it's just how i get myself into focus and i didn't have plans of doing this podcast today but i'm telling you the clarity i get sometimes while doing something physically active is so immense that i just can't pass up the opportunity so that's why we're teeing this up that's why i didn't even take time to to take this shirt off or to wipe down i didn't even get any more of my branched-chain amino acids i crushed the whole bottle Um, and didn't even get myself a refill, I'll do that after the call. If you're not taking my BCAAs too, mistake, get yourself on that, Elite Branched Amino Acids, I won't get into that, totally different podcast. So here's what today's talk is about. It's about the Peloton, it's about Mr. T, it's about Nick Saban, it's about your coach. I did a podcast last week on mentorship, and I got a lot of questions like, is your mentor your coach? Is your coach your mentor? And the answer is yes and no, and maybe so. It's quite possible, I've had coaches in my life, as I talked about on the podcast last week that have been mentors. I've had other coaches in my life that have strictly just been coaches. So they can be both or they can just be one. They don't have to be both things. So let me t- let's talk about this really quick. Let's talk about the, the wet sweatshirt thing because it always makes me think of Mr. T. And I'm gonna tell you why. I grew up watching the 18 BA Baracas, the whole nine yards, all the gold chains, the deep voice, I pity the fool. Um, that's a pretty good Mr. T. Here's why it makes me think of Mr. T. So I moved from Dallas, Texas to Los Angeles about, gosh, almost 15 years ago. I'm at the post office in Sherman Oaks, California. I'm going in, I'm getting ready to get myself a PO box. I'm getting all my stuff set up. And I hear this distinctive voice. I've been in LA for 24 hours. Um, I hear this distinctive voice and I'm like, holy shit, that's Mr. T. Like there's no denying Have you ever heard Mr. T talk? If you've heard him talk on television, he talks the same way in real life. So I'm looking around, I turn around and I see this little dude, but it's Mr. T. Like in my mind, I had this visions of B.A. Baracus, this giant jacked up, big muscly dude, gold chains, the whole nine yards. It's pure enough Mr. T. He's got the hawk. He's got the beard. He's got a few gold chains on, not the full spectrum, but he's rocking the gold chains. And I'm like, holy shit, Mr. T. So, that day passes. I go home. I tell Lori, I'm like, you're not gonna believe I stopped at the uh, post office. Mr. T's hanging out down there. I, I do my I do my postal work where Mr. T does his postal work. Who just moved up in the world, right? So fast forward. The next day, I go to the gym. I go to the Sherman Oaks Galleria. If you've ever been to California, Sherman Oaks Galleria, um, it used to be owned by Magic Johnson. So Magic would be in there sometimes. Um, I'd see other basketball players. I'd see Steve Nash, some of the other Lakers and, and whatnot in there from time to time. Um, But I'm on the treadmill and all of a sudden I hear the voice again. I'm like, is this, is this cat following me? So Mr. T is in the gym and he has one of those trash bag, like sweatsuits on, you know, the one that like it cups around the wrist, it cups around the ankles, around the neck, and it's meant to like sweat out everything. Homie's got that on with it duct taped around the wrist so that no air can get out. He's sweating like a banshee. And he's walking up and down the cardio aisles, like high-fiving everybody, telling people, you got this. Come on, fool. You got to go faster. Like all that kind of stuff. I'm like, this is the coolest cat ever. He was the nicest dude that you've ever met. I mean, literally went to every person in the gym and would high-five them, support them, um, like just say something motivational. Like he was just such a cool cat. And that was one of my first experiences of moving to Los Angeles. So anytime I wear a hoodie, it's going to be 107 degrees here today. But I've, I like Mr. T, or Mr. T and I alike, whatever, however that phrase should go. Um, we obviously both like to sweat like crazy when we work out. If I'm going to do something working out-wise, I cannot stand the air conditioner on. I don't want a fan blowing on me. I want to go old school, sweat it out. It's 107 today. I've got a hoodie on. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, it's soaking wet. Um, but that's my Mr. T story. So I'll tell you a, a quick little adjunct to that. So um, at the gym as well. Um, you, guys, you guys remember Mary Carey, the porn star. She ran for like governor of California, like, I don't know if it was like 20 years ago or something like that. She used to work out at the gym. Um, I'd see Alec Baldwin in there from time to time. Um, not very impressive, um, just from a physical step, standpoint. I thought he was a homeless guy. And Lori was like, that's Alec Baldwin, dumbass. And I'm like, what? I'm like He looks horrible. So anyway, they don't look like they look on TV when you see them in real life. And I'm not judging, I'm not judging Alec. Um, I just, he was such a drastic transformation that I did not, um, I didn't know it was him. Uh, Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters used to train at the gym and a bunch of other cats, but that's not what this podcast is about. So let's talk about coaches. So I'm gonna go back to the Peloton really quick. Here's the benefit of being a coach. I was talking to one of my clients the other day. Having a coach is not always about the coach telling you something new or epiphanal. Meaning it's not always, the coach isn't there to show you and tell you how to levitate, right? How to fly through the air. Sometimes a coach is there to help you run the appropriate play at the appropriate time. And I'm going, to use a, I'm going to use two analogies. You guys, if you've listened to the cast before, you know I'm an analogy guy because I feel like it's a great way for different people to grab different pieces of information and be able to utilize them in their own life. Let's take the Peloton, for example. I know how to ride a bike. Okay, right? I, I, can, I know how to ride a bike. I know how to stand up and ride the bike. I know how to ride faster. I know how to ride slower. I know how to add the resistance. I know how to take the resistance off. Um, what I didn't know when I first got the Peloton, a little side story, is how to get it in and out of those damn clips. You know, the clips I'm talking about, the little shoe things with the thing you clip in and you can't move your foot anymore. i would never done that before. So I know how to ride a bike, but i would never actually clipped into anything. So the first time I'm in here, I get the Peloton. I'm fired up. I got my shoes. I got the things on them. I'm clipped in. I'm rocking and rolling, sweating like crazy like I am now. Comes time for the ride to end. We got a problem. Lori's on the phone. She can't hear me screaming. I can't get out of the bike. I can't get out of the clip. I don't know how. I mean, this sounds stupid. I legitimately had to take the shoes off, leave them in the bike, come to my computer, watch a video, go back to the bike, put the shoes back on, which is harder than it sounds like it would be, try to do it again, scream for Lori a few more times. Even if she was on the phone, I really wasn't screaming, but I did scream once um, because it was like, how am I going to get out of this damn thing? So then I put the shoes back on, try to get out again, can't do it, Re- un- I mean, can't get out, take the shoes off, leave them in the bike, come back, watch another video. After about 20 minutes, I figure out how to get the shoes off the bike and I haven't had a problem since, but that was a bit of a thing. So I could have used a coach on that to teach me how to levitate or at least get out of those damn things. So my point is this, I know how to ride a bike, but would I do this to myself? I'm pointing at my sweaty face and sweatshirt and everything like that. Would I know when to pedal faster and harder and this and up and down and sideways and and, and have the music flow and the beats and the cadence and the resistance and the output and this and that, no because I'm not a professional cycle instructor. I'm not even close. I used to have a, I I had a big wheel for the longest time. Then I moved up, then I had like a BMX dirt bike. Then I had a, a gray Huffy 10 speed. This is no gray Huffy 10 speed, right? Riding the streets of Cisco, Texas did not teach me how to do a spin class. So I need Olivia to tell me to get my ass out of the saddle and push harder. I need Kendall to tell me to increase that resistance. I need Matt to play my favorite country song so I get out of my own head and I just start cranking to the rhythm and the beat. That's what a coach is for. Let's use one more analogy. Every NFL football player, I'm going to take the quarterback, for example. Let's, like, we all love Tom Brady, right? You either love Tom or you hate Tom, but at least you know Tom, so I know you'll understand this. Tom Brady knows the playbook, right? He knows every play that the team runs. Agreed? He's ran them a 1,000, if not 10,000 times, especially when he was playing for the Patriots. He had ran every play they had in that playbook thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of times. So Tom didn't necessarily need the coach to teach him the playbook anymore. He has the same playbook as the coach. What he needs the coach to do is to put him in the right position to run the right play at the right time. That way all Tom has to focus on is the efficiency and the effectiveness of the particular play. You see what I mean? He doesn't have to go through all thousand plays they have in their playbook every single snap. He's got the coach and the coach is, you know, does the hand signals and wipes his brow, touches his wrist three times. Tom's like, oh shit, that's a great play. Tom knows the play, then they run the play and all they have to focus on is execution. That's what a coach does. Like you, as as a fitness and nutrition coach, as a mindset coach, I'm not gonna teach you anything, maybe 15% things you don't know, but the other 85% of stuff, you already know. The number one thing my clients tell me is I know, I know, I know, you know, but you don't do because you're not in execution mode, because you're having to think about everything there is to know. That's my job as the coach. My job is to look at the defense, see what formation they're in, and then pick the right play, so all you have to do is execute that play. You know what foods will kill you and what foods won't, but I need to put you in position to execute on that knowledge. That's what a coach does. A coach puts you in the execution mode instead of the evaluation mode. As a coach, it's my job to evaluate what you're going through and then give you the best play to run. Whether that's a mindset play, whether that's a food play, whether that's a fitness play, it does not matter. It's about me giving you the right play so that you can simply focus on execution. That's what a coach does, guys. Now, there are particular instances where a coach is going to teach you an unknown tool, an unknown strategy, an unknown play to add to your playbook. That's part of it as well, but that won't be the majority of your coaching. The majority of your coaching will be to get you to focus on the execution of the plays that you already know how to run. See, most people don't struggle because they don't know what to do. Most people struggle because they can't and they don't and they won't execute, because they've got, they're having to spend their time on too many other things. So if you get a coach and that coach gives you the play, simply execute that play and that's where you'll find success. That all comes back to coachability. As the, as the player, it's your job to be coachable. So when the coach gives you the play, when I tap my wrist three times, touch my forehead and do the goofy ears, you're like, that's a great play coach. Don't focus on the play, what the other play that you thought we should run, focus on the execution of that play. And that's how you will get success. That's how you'll get success. That's how you'll go further faster. I'm going to leave you with this. I'm a, as the older I get, I I always say this people are like, hey, you're a sports fan, who's your team? Blah, blah, blah. The older I get, the less I like sports in and of themselves, and the more I like the individual units of what sports bring to the table. And what I mean by that is I am a Nick Saban fan, not because I like Nick Saban's teams, but because I like the way Nick Saban executes. I like the way Nick Saban focuses on how he runs his team. I heard something last night because Nick just came down with, with, the, with the big COVID-19. Um, and so they're saying, what's it going to be like to not have Nick on the sidelines this weekend? And the guy they interviewed said, it's going to be huge. Now in thinking of that, there's other assistant coaches and assistants to the assistants and defenses and offense. But what this guy said, he's an analyst. He played college football, played NFL football. David Pollock is the guy's name. David said, the one thing I know about Nick is this. He controls everything and I admire that as a coach. Not from the perspective of he doesn't let his other coaches coach because he does, but he doesn't take things for granted. He keeps things in perspective and he knows exactly what each person should be doing and when they should be doing it. So that way he knows that if his coach is executing at a high level. See, that's another thing. Just because you're a coach doesn't mean you don't need a coach. I have a saying, I say never trust a coach without a coach. I guarantee you, Nick Saban has coaches and mentors that he relies on to keep himself at at the tip of the spear. And so the deal is with this, why I I respect Nick is, and there's a quote that I'm going to give you right here at the end to let us go on. You guys have heard um, probably this before, but it's a super powerful quote, and I'm going to leave you with it, then I'm going to shut my mouth. I'm not even going to tell you to join the Wellness Lab Launchpad at the end because you should already be there if you're not. So here's why I admire Nick. Here's why I admire guys like Tom Brady. Here's why I admire guys that take their craft at a serious level, because it's about coachability. It's about execution. It's about efficiency of action. And that's why I respect guys like Nick. That's why I respect guys like Tom. And I've never been a fan quote unquote of either of any of their teams, but the older I get, the more I look for people who can execute, people who are coachable. And there's something about somebody who's coachable and there's something about execution that just makes me freaking happy. So here's the Nick Saban quote. He's famous for saying this. He's, he's, he's talking about how players in general, right? So he says a good player wants to be left alone. Hmm. A great player wants to be coached. An exceptional player wants to be told the truth. It's something of that, of that And you know, I'm not, I'm not um, muffled the great good and whatever. So a good player simply wants to be left alone. They just want to be left alone. Go do your thing. That's not being coachable. A great player wants to be told, I mean, wants to be coached. They want to be told, hey, run this play, do this. This is what you need. An exceptional player, the best of the best, what you want to be, you want to be told the truth because inside of the truth is where you can execute. If we're not giving you the truth as a coach, then you're never going to execute on the right play. You're always going to be running the wrong play at the wrong time. And so what I want you to focus on is being an exceptional player. I'm a coach and I have a coach. And when I'm being coached by my coach, I don't want to be good. I don't want to be great. I want to be exceptional. I think it's an average player. It's an average player wants to be left alone. A good player wants to be coached and a great player wants to be told the truth. Nick, I'm gonna take that a step further. I wanna be an exceptional player. I wanna be told the truth and then I wanna be held to an extremely high standard of efficiency and execution. So you're welcome, Nick. I just added a little quote to your quote. So let's call it that the Nixon Saban quote. Guys, have a beautiful, fantastic, dream driven day that you deserve. You deserve abundance and awesomeness in every phase and every stage of your life. Go get it. Be coachable. Execute. Those are the things that are going to get you further, faster. I love you. I'm so thankful you listen to this podcast. I'm so thankful you spend your time with me. And let me know if you're watching on the tube and if you're not on the tube, go over there because you can really, you can comment more on YouTube. Even if you listen to the audio version on Apple or Spotify or wherever, go over to YouTube, subscribe and leave me a comment down below. Let me know what you think about this podcast. I answer it the, what drives me is helping you. If you go over to the the tube and you put a question under one of my, one of my podcasts, my daily thrives, my anything, I will either answer it right there and help you immediately Or if it's something that I think is transformational, I'll do a whole podcast on it. This is what this show is about. This show is not about like fluff and stuff and nonsense. It's about bringing you disruptive information that inspires you to transform into the person that you deserve and desire to be. Okay, have a beautiful day. We're gonna do it again soon. I'll see you, love you. Be awesome to each other, we need that right now. We need you being awesome. All right, love you, bye.